The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. There's no crying in baseball! No crying! And this game's underway. Into the wind of it is first offering. Just a bit outside. Here's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos. It will be a home run. Oh, my so God. Deep to right field. Way up there. High, oh, high. And look who's coming up. You talk about a roll of the dice. This is it. Go, go, Sanderson. Here's the payoff pitch. Happy Friday. Welcome into Payoff Pitch. This is Action Network's MLB betting podcast presented by BetMGM. Brendan Glasheen joined on this Friday by Anthony DeBundo and BJ Cunningham. Payoff Pitch is live Monday, Tuesday, and Friday during the season. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. A full 15 gamer. We have a lot to get to. I want to go to DeBundo first, BJ, if that's all right with you. Because then you can respond. Sure. There, there are a lot of pitchers on the mound today that just have very thick storylines and just a lot to dive into. So let's not waste time. DeBundo, you are on the Detroit Tigers today at Fenway Park, and you're fading Boston starting pitcher, a pitcher that we haven't seen in a while. Maybe he's been out for a bike ride or something before this start on a bench, possibly, uh, in the park. <clears throat> Uh, I don't think we're going to see much of him after tonight. So please tell us why you want to fade him now. Well, you know, this is more of a bet on Tarek Skubal, uh, who I'm extremely impressed by thus far this season. I think he's come back from injury looking as good as he's ever looked. Uh, Skubal was a pitcher who consistently had home run problems uh, in the past. And it was last year that he changed his pitch mix entirely uh, and really found something that was working. Then he got shut down for the year. He got out. He was out with an injury. He's come back this year throwing harder than ever. His fastball velocity is up. Uh, his strikeout rate is up. His walk rate is down. Everything that he can control as a pitcher has made dramatic improvements this year, and, and that's the main reason he has a 2-3 XERA. He had one really bad start, uh, and it was in one of the most friendly Babbitt parks in all of baseball in Kansas City, where Kansas City just kind of like dinked and dunked a lot of singles and, and, and doubles in front of the outfield against him. It was not like he was getting crushed, crushed. Uh, and, and so when you look at his overall body of work, even getting limited to start, he was only pitching, you know, four or five innings. Now he's been fully stretched out. I think Scooble is is a clearly top thirty pitcher in all of baseball right now. So, uh, and you could even maybe make that higher if you you know want to throw out his track record a little bit and lean in on how good he's been this season. Uh, Chris Sale is also going to be on account, so I don't mm. think we're going to see a full Chris Sale tonight. Like I don't think he's throwing That's more two. than three three to four innings. 
What's that? Oh no, no, I'm just counting the number of times you say his name that we were up to two. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I mean Chris Hill, Chris Hill, uh, there's two more. He he's only going to probably throw three to four innings tonight. I don't think he's on necessarily like a full leash here. He has mm-hmm. made two starts in Worcester. He looked good in those two starts. But again, like you know, I, we're going to talk about another pitcher in a minute. Like I don't necessarily read too much into the uh, minor league rehab appearance information because I don't think it tells us necessarily a ton about how he's going to perform against a major league lineup. And this Boston lineup against left-handed pitching, if you think about kind of how their lineup projects, most of their best bats hit from the left side, whether it's Devers, Tristan Cassis is in that conversation now, Masataka Yoshida, Verdugo's been struggling. But they they certainly uh, don't platoon nearly as well against lefties as they do against righties. So I think it's a good matchup for Scooble. Uh, and I like the Tigers, you know, plus 125, plus 130 out there. Uh, I like Detroit today as my best bet. What would you take it down to? As far as probably plus one twenty. After that, it gets a little bit dicey because Boston still does have the better offense, uh, and you know, I do want to credit Sale. Like he was pitching better prior to the injury, uh, yeah. even though the stuff hadn't quite come all the way back. The strikeouts were back, so you know he's always had that angle, that arm angle deception, that you know how big he is that can throw some hitters off. But the Tigers can also load up a lot of righties in that lineup, and they do hit lefties decently well this year relatively to their overall talent. So uh, it, it could be a tricky matchup for Chris. Uh, BJ, you're going to discuss the Tigers later, so why don't we just do this now? You are fair. You are a professional I am. Uh, fairness person. Um, I am. And you are you're going against the Red Sox. You're going against Chris Sale. Yeah, I mean, it's a simple projection edge for me. I have the, ti- or the Tigers at plus 111, so I think there's a decent edge on them tonight. Uh, Anthony mentioned that like, Chris Sale was good. Before he got injured, uh, I think that kind of gets lost. I mean, if you look at some of his stack cast percentages, I mean, he was, you know, 71st percentile and expected weighted on base average allowed. was hardly walking guys. His strikeout rate was way up. He was pitching really well. And he pitched well. And as like Anthony mentioned, he pitched well in his two starts in the minor leagues. Detroit does project better against lefties than they do against righties. They're one of the worst lineups in baseball against righties, but they're closer to league average against lefties. So, and like Anthony mentioned, Tariq Scoville is a pitcher I'm also very high on. So uh, I think it's a, a decent spot to to back the Tigers with Chris Sale coming off uh, that injury. Detroit! All right, very good. Chris Sale, uh, yeah, the injury thing is a problem, and he is the in-season uh, internal acquisition. Yep. Uh, the Red Sox. Yeah, big we're trade deadline acquisition. Yeah, yeah, this is, this is a that's what we you guys more forgot. This was yeah. the trade deadline acquisition, right? Trevor Story's I mean, back, right? Yep, there's more coming. He's been horrible. Um, Garrett <laughs> Whitlock's coming. Well, Story has not been good. I mean, he's. I mean, thankfully for his defense, but I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. How start. many at bats yeah. has Trevor Story had? I don't know. I think he started like 0 for seven or something. Um, oh, but he does on. give them some st- a steady glove over at shortstop. Anywho, this isn't. Hey, we're only we're only four back now after. Uh, well, his arm his arm works again. Royals. Remember his you know he didn't have an elbow for like a year. That was yep. Yeah, he's There's had he's had eleven at bats. He's had uh, one hit. One hit. How many strikeouts? Seven. You Small give him some sample time. size. You got to give him some time. Best bet today for BJ Cunningham is what? It is the most boring, meaningless game on the oh, slate. This is fantastic. The Oakland Athletics taking on the Washington Nationals. Uh, I think I like the under nine runs here at even money. I think the total is a little too high. It's a little too high. Paul Blackburn going to be on the mound for the A's. Actually, he's been a, a bright spot for them. 3.86 expected ERA. He's getting a ton of swings and misses. His K per nine rate is up at 9.8. That's 
way higher than his career high of 7.1. So what's changed is he's throwing his slider much more often. And it's a pretty nasty slider too. This season, he's throwing it 20% of the time. Last season, he was throwing about 4 or 5% of the time. He's got a 35% whiff rate on that pitch. Opposing hitters only have a 255 expected weighted on base average. Now the stuff plus on that pitch isn't great, but his location has been amazing with it. That's why he's been getting having so much success with it. The Nationals lineup, uh, well, they're the one of the worst teams in baseball against right-handed pitching. Uh, 302 weighted on base average, 87 weighted on credit plus. It's bottom five in baseball. Yoan Adan, it's going to be on the mound for his second start of the season. He pitched pretty well to, to start the game against the Reds, and then he gave up three runs. And he's you know he's a pitcher that projects to be around a five ERA type pitcher, um, but he predominantly throws a fastball and a curveball as his main two pitches which will be just fine against the A's because they only have a 208 expected batting average and a 303 expected weight on base average against those two pitches, which probably wouldn't shock you to find out that's the worst mark in Major League Baseball. I only have 8.2 runs projected for this game, so nine runs at even money uh, I think is decent value. Yoan Adan had one of the most shocking performances I've ever seen last week mm-hmm. uh, in terms of relative to what my expectations were in Great American Ballpark. Yep. I think he had, what, six no-hit innings and then gave up yep. a three-run homer in the seventh. But he was yeah. unreal. Uh, do I think he can repeat that? Mm, a little skeptical. But it's the A's lineup, so maybe. It is. And the A's have been a above 500 over team this year. Now, has it mm-hmm. been mostly to their credit and their offense? No. But on nights, they can go off. We talked about the A's yeah. quite a bit. And oh, I will yeah. say this: bull, both these bullpens uh, terrify me. Um, if I'm taking an <laughs> under, so uh, if yeah. you wanted to go for F five, uh, there's no problem there. I think you can maybe get a, under five and a half at maybe a decent price right now, or excuse me, under five. Um, I wouldn't hate that either. Okay. All, All the right. Phillies needed last night was to get Corbin out of the game so they could get to that Nats bullpen to score some runs. So. Yeah. Yeah, and by the way, this is not an Apple TV game tonight. I don't know where you're going to find Nationals A's. Um, MLB TV. Would be yeah. my guess. I was just saying to uh, a friend the other day that I can't wait until the season's over so that we don't have to talk about the A's, Nationals, Tigers, Royals anymore, and we just only get to talk about the good teams. We get to do the postseason pods. They're way more fun. <laughs> uh, let me see here. Uh, under five runs, first five innings at BetMGM, Nationals, A's, minus 120. Five. Five on the nose. Yep. Okay. A uh, little different approach today to fade the public because – we're actually picking a game as we record in a Friday morning that does not have the data loaded yet because, well, uh, we don't have the data yet in the app, and that's not normal usually, but it's a good spot to discuss Dallas Keuchel. The public likes you. That's the only reason that this might fly. How are we going to handle the public? Dallas Keuchel made his Twins debut last Sunday, and heading into that game, looking at the action app from Sunday, August 6th, they played the Arizona Diamondbacks, D-backs were, they closed minus 154. They got 67% of the bets, 93% of the cash. And, uh, well, it was one of the biggest differences in sides this year as far as the cash flow and the handle. Um, with that being said, Dallas Keuchel, I did see his last start 2022 last year at Fenway Park when he pitched for Texas, and the Red Sox ripped him apart in the first couple innings. It was quite magical. Colin Whitchurch, former payoff pitch co-host he has been all over Dallas Keuchel fading him uh, former White Sox as well uh, may have been with the White Sox I'm mean, think about it that start last year for Dallas Keuchel um but anywho uh he's been around the last he's year been, too. he's been around he's been around 
Um, I think it was a Texas, though. I do think that's correct. It was a Texas last year, last September. Anyway, we're projecting that the – listen to our projections and our data for a, for a moment. We're projecting that people are going to pile in against Dallas Keuchel today, um, against the Twins. DeBundo, the Phillies are, are the team that they're playing against. What, how would you, what do you foresee happening as far as a line? And is there a way to back the Twins in some capacity, assuming your Philadelphia Phillies get a lot of love against Dallas Keuchel? Yeah, so let's, we need to have a whole conversation about Dallas okay. Keuchel because last season, uh, I have the game log up. He pitched for the White Sox, uh, then he went to Arizona, <laughs> then he went to Texas, and you're right. It was okay. Texas at Boston. Ooh. He gave up seven earned in 4.2 innings. He did have six strikeouts in that game. I sat uh, but, in center field. I saw the ball going everywhere. It was great. But was uh, great. there were some ugly ones in there. He got gave up eight runs to the Giants, seven to the Rockies. His last start in Chicago was uh, at home against Boston when he gave up six runs, uh, six in New York. He he was quite frankly done as a starting pitcher and as a pitcher in Major League Baseball last season. But he did go to drive line. Mm. Here we go. Here we so, go. So he's basically a Cy Young candidate now. Now he did go to drive line <laughs> in the off season. And uh, and look, I, I I took on a lot of my my fellow colleagues and peers last week uh, in betting the Minnesota Twins at home as a plus 130 dog against Zach Gallen with Dallas Keuchel. And it was not the particularly pleasant viewing experience. Uh, there was a lot of balls in play. But in a lot of ways, it was a vintage Keuchel game because he didn't strike anybody out. The stuff plus was not good. I'm not going to sit here and make the case that he's like this good pitcher. But uh, the ball was on the ground the entire game. I think the Diamondbacks had four infield singles. The average exit velocities were pretty weak on most of those balls. Uh, he only got hit hard once or twice, and they were hit right at people. So he didn't give up any runs or he gave it one run in five innings, scattered a bunch of runners, got a couple double plays. The Twins have done a remarkable job with their pitching development. And the main reason I actually bet him was because his last start in AAA, he was popping 33% called strike whiff numbers uh, and striking out a ton of guys. And I know, you know, I don't read a ton into it, but when you look at what he was last year versus the guy we saw in AAA and then the, you know, some of the weak contact he was able to induce against Arizona, I think there's a case to be made that maybe we shouldn't all be running to the window, you know, Jake Arrieta style, Madison Bumgarner style to to fade him while we still can because uh, the Phillies tonight minus 160 with Chris Sanchez on the mound Sanchez somebody who doesn't really have a big track record who's pitched really well this season but does have a home run problem which is dangerous against this Twins lineup that has a lot of power mm-hmm. uh and you know their lineup tonight without I, I, you know Bryce Harper is considered day to day I would be surprised if he played tonight um so potentially no Bryce Harper for Philadelphia would would certainly lower this number uh, so it's twins or nothing for me. And I'm going to spend the entire day debating if I want to bet against my fills. But, uh, I think that the number is a little high on Philadelphia right now, given, uh, Sanchez, who I think is going to regress a little bit. And given the potential lineup issues for Philly, no Harper, uh, in the, in the lineup potentially. All right. What do you got, uh, BJ, any thoughts on Dallas Keuchel and how there might be an angle to go against him? And as Debundo said, he did, this is a classic. If you just look at the game log and see the name, it's like Chris Sale. Now, you're going against Chris Sale today because you're fair. I am. But if you go against Dallas Keuchel, the number won't be as as appealing. Right. Uh, so Anthony kind of hit the nail on the head that this number is just a little too high for Chris Sanchez, who 
this year in terms of you look at his expected metrics has been kind let me, of let, a, me, let me let me interject for a second here look there's a line now up and we've got some data uh, okay. in the action app there we go breaking news to the podcast Phillies are getting 71% of the bets 64% of the dollars hmm. how much That's of that, how much of that percent of the dollars is Matt Mitchell no yeah so I mean I, I'm guessing that number will rise as we go I, I'm if I'm somebody who's like I'm like Anthony, I I projected the uh, the Phillies only at minus one eleven for this game. You know, wow. if you look at a lot of the projections coming into this, Keuchel projected to be about a five point two ERA type pitcher, which is like below average, but not like catastrophically bad. Um, and if you look around, especially if you're going to be betting full game here, you know the the Twins bullpen comparatively to the Phillies bullpen projects out pretty similar. They're pretty even. You know, the Twins don't hit lefties that well, but like Anthony mentioned, there's going to be no Bryce Harper in the lineup for the Phillies, and they've been a below-average team against left-handed pitching. And especially for the Twins, I don't think they're just going to let Keuchel <laughs> keep going as, as he gets just keeps getting shelled and shelled. Like, the first sign of trouble, my guess is they're going to take him out, and they're going to, you know, they've kind of gotten away with this last game. You know, his expected ERA in that start was 5.3, so, like, it's not... So he did get hit, like Anthony said, he did get hit hard a couple of times, and that's what that you know registers as. But again, this is this is high as in terms of uh, in terms of a price. So I, I'm not sure where this line's going to go. You know, even if you look at you know where Arizona opened up at and where they closed at, it wasn't like they just got completely and utterly steamed to the point where they're like minus 170. I mean, they opened around you know minus 145, and they closed like minus 150. So it's it's an interesting. It's an interesting debate here of whether I actually want to back Keiko because like it's one of the, you know, in betting, it's one of those things where it's like, this is disgusting. And if I do it and he completely implodes, it's like, well, I'm a complete idiot. Of course that was going to happen. Right. Um, but again, it's, it is a projection edge for me. So I'm going to wait, you know, the best price you can find out there on the twins right now is plus 150. Yep. If we get, really? plus one, if we, if we get plus yep. 155, I will have to fire on that. I mean, I'm already projecting, you know, uh, an edge right now, but I think this might get a little higher. Plus one fifty is kind of implying Bryce may play, but um, we have not had any information on that yet. So I'm gonna have to figure out if he's in or not. But yeah, plus one fifty with no Bryce Harper is too high, for sure. I will bet that. Some, some plus one thirty fives out there, and <laughs> Colin Whitchurch has already bet Twins first five. He's on the Twins. Oh my gosh. I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. Phillies. Phillies oh. first five. Pardon I was going to say, no, if he's on the Twins, I might have to be out. That wouldn't be consistent <laughs> with uh, with Colin Whitchurch and his fading of Dallas Keuchel. Philadelphia Phillies, minus half a run, first five innings at minus 114. Brendan, are you getting a little nervous about that win total under for the Phils? Because I am. I was kind of nervous already for a while. When they started seven games under 500, I thought, okay, great start. And then they, they picked it up. They're, they're too talented. They're too good. It's going to come down to the wire. It should be fun. It is. But those of you... Zerillo said this the other day. If you've got the eighty nine and a half, he that's that's nice. I've got eighty eight, so and a half. I think they I think they're gonna I, I got a feeling they're getting to ninety, but we'll see. Okay. All right. Um there you go. So another segment where we're talking about an old, washed up left handed pitcher. Mm-hmm. Let's see if it continues. 
Baseball betting season is here, so get in on the action with the king of sportsbooks. Sign up with BetMGM using bonus code ACTION and get up to $1,000 paid back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Michigan, Mississippi, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Puerto Rico, Tennessee, Virginia, Washington, D.C., West Virginia, Wyoming, or Ontario only. Only must be 21 or older to wager, 19 or older in Ontario, new customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from ensuance. Excludes Michigan, disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, D.C., Kansas, Louisiana, Nevada, Wyoming, or Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan, 1-800-GAMBLER in Indiana, Maryland, New Jersey, or West Virginia, 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa, 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York, call or text Tennessee red line at 800-889-9789 or call 1-888-777-9696 in Mississippi. In Ontario, if you have questions or concerns about your gambling or someone close to you, please contact Connects Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, and Utah, and other states where prohibited. Promotional offers not available in Nevada and New York. Well, DeBundo, you're going to fade a lefty today. Blake Snell, who's in the Cy Young conversation, but he walks too many guys now. Uh, where's my dog? Uh-huh, where's my dog? Cy Young, Blake, uh, look, we all had fun, right? We had that conversation, and, and I think we all kind of predicted it. I mean, the, the roller coaster of Blake Snell, uh, if you follow along all season long, early in the year, there were a lot of conversations about Blake Snell and whether he was cooked. The strikeout rate was down. Everything yep. was wrong. And I was like, well, like, we've all seen this before from Blake Snell. He's going to be fine. And then he was, uh, you know, Sandy Koufax for like three months. Nobody <laughs> could touch him. He was striking out like 12 dudes a game. Uh, and then everybody was like, well, yeah, he's the Cy Young. And now I'm like, well, wait a minute. We've all seen this from Blake Snell too. Like we all, this is the Blake Snell experience. And we're now coming down the mountain on Blake Snell quite a bit. Uh, and if you look at like his rolling charts, the strikeout minus walk rate is really um, taking a tumble in the last month. Uh, and that concerns me. So he's maintained his elite ERA numbers, but the strikeout minus walk rates, which were as high as like 30 plus percent, which is Spencer Strider only level stuff for the season. He's now back down like close to 10, which is like replacement level starter stuff. So, you know, he gets an Arizona lineup, which is pretty disciplined. They don't chase outside of the zone a ton. Uh, and Ryan Nelson continues to be a pitcher that I uh, lose money on repeatedly. Uh, and I will be doing that once again today, betting Arizona plus 140 at home against Snell. Look, this Padres stuff in the market, look, I get anybody can look at their run differential and acknowledge that, yes, they have been unlucky. But their approach with runners in scoring position is terrible. Uh, they don't seem to – like I'm not a big chemistry guy, but things are off in San Diego. And it's beyond it's beyond like just looking at their Pythag and saying, yes, they've been unlucky uh, because they get steamed every single day in the market and the results continue to, to speak for themselves. And so uh, I, I'm sure they'll have a winning run at some point because they are a good team. But the way the market prices them, like minus 170 on the road in Arizona. I know Arizona's playing awful right now. They've lost, They've eight, lost in a row. eight in a row. But, 
you know, Blake Snell has now become overrated. He went from underrated and now he's overrated all within the same season. The market has uh, gotten a little drunk on Blake and I'm going to bet against him. (laughs) The Padres have won three consecutive games in which Blake Snell uh, has started, um, but nothing, nothing that knocks your socks off as far as how he's pitched in these games and the walks are a problem. BJ, I I was looking at the schedule and some of the lines this morning before we went on, and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm happy to see that you picked a team that I thought made some sense based on their price that you yeah. like for an underdog. I like the Cubs. Best price you can find out there is plus 136 right now. I mean, Jose Barris is always a good fan of a fade candidate. He's yep. drastically overperformed this season. I think we've mentioned that like 5 million times in this podcast. 3.38 ERA, expected ERA up at 5 point, or excuse me, 4.59. And just for an example, you know, if everybody's like, oh, well, what, like what's been happening with Jose Barrios or can you point to a certain game? Like the, the two starts before his start, uh, his last start against uh, Boston, Boston, he had a 5.2 XFIP against the Angels and a 7.7 XFIP against the Dodgers. And he only gave a combined three runs in those two starts. His main pitch is a slurve which has been overperforming comparatively to his actual weighted on base average versus his expected weighted on base average allowed. And the reason this is a good spot is because the Cubs are the hottest offense in baseball. I mean, over the past 30 days, they've you know obviously went on this insane run, but their run value has been the best of any team against breaking pitches. So you know, obviously, Barrios, you know, the slurp is a unique pitch. It's a you know obviously a combination between a curveball and a slider. So he's you know one of the only guys who actually throws that type of pitch. So we don't have a lot of data on you know teams against a, a slurp, but especially against breaking pitches, the Cubs have been excellent over the last 30 days. Cubs are going to the bullpen game. Javier Assad will be on the mound. Uh, you probably only see the order one time through, my guess. And then he'll, the Cubs will go to the bullpen. I mean, he's been an average pitcher by all of his metrics. And uh, the Cubs bullpen as well has been pretty average. But hopefully they can give them a bunch of different looks, a bunch of different arms, and stay away from just throwing Blue Jays straight fastballs, which they absolutely mash. So I only have the Blue Jays projected at minus 113. I think this price is... A little too high for for Jose Barrios, and especially how hot the Cubs lineup has been. So I like the club, the Cubs at plus one thirty six. Hey Chicago, what do you say? The Cubs yeah, are going to win today. Yeah, Unfortunately, not Debundo at home. Bet, yeah, Debundo bet some Cubs futures on Tuesday mm-hmm. when we had him on the podcast. They are uh, not at home today, though, so no no Cubs point five. Unfortunately, it's true. I think we're back next week. I got to look at the schedule, but uh, well, I I, I did. Well, you can't, hold on a second. You can't say that we're back next week if you're not going to actually do it. Because, you know, last week you said that about the Braves game. And Again, you we have to it. wait for I the know, conditions. I, I can't forecast the weather that accurately seven days out. But the good news is, Brendan, we're 2-0 and this year. That's all that matters. It's all that matters, right? Uh, yeah. Let's see. Let's we're 0-1 and, and, and I'm betting it, but it's not a system play. So. Oh, they got the Royals at home next week. So uh, <laughs> 220 start. Let's pray for some good weather and some good wind. In Wrigley, because we're going to be betting it. But uh, I, I may, I may or may not be going to that game. Who knows? There you go. Big, big oh. trip to the big city for BJ. Yep. I don't get need out a of weather it, report, so. a wind update. I'll be there, please. I don't. I'm not even. I, I don't know that I'm on next week. I have to look at my uh, look at the schedule. But uh, if I am on, maybe I'll do. I'll send in a special report. I'll just text somebody and say, "Hey, look, we're we're betting Cubs point five, <laughs> or we're not." Might depending have on who we are. I'm going to be in Chicago that weekend. Yeah, you te- text BJ as yeah. much as you don't want to. Mm-hmm. Now, BJ um, and I are on good terms again. I just want to, you know, yeah. we've had a really oh. good soccer run, so we're on good yep. terms. Yep, that's good. The feud yeah. from a couple of weeks ago is over. The, long, the, you know, we've moved past it. It's a long season. There's ups, there's ups and downs. 
in these relationships, as well as the bets. Uh, you each have one more to give out, and then we can get the heck out of here. BJ's got another total play, and so does DeBundo. So why don't you go ahead, BJ? And I have a one more for the road. Yeah, I like over nine in uh, Dodgers and Rockies, you know, Lance Lynn versus Austin Gomber. I mean, immediately when I saw this, I was just like, oh my gosh, that is way, way too low of a total. I mean, Lance Lynn, he's still projecting out to be pretty below average. Like, I know his ERA is at six, and he's a positive regression candidate, and we've talked at length about how he's gotten a little bit better. But, like, I mean, your expected ERA is still sitting around five. Um, so that's still not good. And I know Austin Gomber has pitched better, but going up against this Dodgers lineup is uh, frightening when you have a pitcher like Gomber who has been as bad as he's been for large stretches of the season. So, and I, you know, I projected uh, 9.8 runs for this game. So over nine, even money, it's a decent price. And I also, like I already mentioned before, I am also on the Tigers. Yep. There's an eight and a half for Dodgers Rockies available right now at BetMGM. Minus 115 over eight and a half runs. Well, I, I've already bet nine, over nine at even, but I would definitely take over eight and a half at minus 115. Lance Lynn's back. The Dodgers have fixed him. They're pitching lab. Yeah. They got him throwing all the curve balls now. It's great. Yep. Yep. Of course they have. The A's, the A's were taking him yard a few times, um, a few starts back. But, you know, the A's, the, as we learned earlier, the A's do have some pop in that lineup when they choose to be. Every once in a while. All right, Tabundo, and you've got one more for us. Uh, it's a featured matchup between the Orioles and the Mariners. Yeah, the Mariners are hot. Their lineup is showing some signs of life. Julio Rodriguez bringing some uh, pop to the lineup for the first time all year, pretty much. Uh, and oh, they... and by the way, that catch he made, the he, he faked that he didn't catch the ball in center field. Oh, with Tatis? Yeah. Badass. That was awesome. Badass. Coolest Badass. thing I've seen on a baseball field in a long time. Yeah, Badass. Charlie was, was cursing him out because he had the Padres, of course. But uh, <laughs> he... <laughs> Leave Charlie alone. Just when you started talking about being on good terms with BJ, now you're going to start crap with Charlie? I don't know Come if on. I can leave him alone until I get a picture of him sitting on a park bench looking at the sky. <laughs> uh, we love Charlie. But uh, yeah. I like the over in this game, seven and a half. And uh, I mean, I'm a broken record. I say it every five days. I have bet against Luis Castillo just about every start he's made this season. Uh, and I'm not going to change that here, though. Instead, I'm going with the over because uh, I'm – much lower than the market on Kyle Gibson too. Gibson's actually had a solid year. He's put together some pretty solid pitch to contact performances, but Castillo, look, I think this is a matter of the strikeout minus walk rate is the same as always. Uh, and the FIP is similar, but the market, so the market's pricing him like he always has been, but this change in pitch mix has led to more homers uh, and his command has not been quite as good. So he's been leaving more pitches middle, middle this year and getting barreled. I mean, his barrel rates, uh, 4% higher than normal. So do I think he'll consistently be, you know, that for the rest of his career? No, but switching from the sinker mix to the more fastball heavy mix four seam heavy mix has led to a lot more barrels, uh, and more fly balls out of the park. So I think that's the main difference with Castillo. I think it is r- real and sustainable, uh, and not just a fluke, a home run luck. So the fact the market keeps him where he's been, I don't agree with it. And I think that the swing strike rate's also down. So uh, I'm going with the over, seven and a half. And Ke- Kevin Brown is reportedly back in the booth tonight for the Orioles. Public shaming works. And also, Brandon, you better think twice about any ever saying any negative statistics when you're doing broadcasts. Yeah. Because oh, you, could, you could get canned in a second, man. Yeah, there was a especially, uh, on this, especially on this one. If you give me any negative Red Sox stats, I'm gonna have to go tattle to to Matthew Mitchell. Get you suspended. 
It's a report, though. It's not official if we know Brown's back tonight. But the Athletic no. Baltimore banner, multiple sources, Brown is set to return to the air Friday, August 11th, when the Orioles face yeah. the Mariners. Richard Rowley is well-connected. I, I trust her. I think she's you – know, we'll see. Tonight, I'm going to have to watch the Open. I can't yeah, wait to see I'm what he says next. Watch. Is that going to be the most watched Open uh, of a baseball game this season, in the regular season at least? It has to be, right? I mean, it's got to be up there. And they're on they're, – they have a local broadcast tonight, right? They're on an Apple TV game. Oh, just double checking. Well, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, put my tinfoil hat on. Check. Let, me, let me put my tinfoil nope, hat not on. Really quick, quick, quick nope. funny story. The uh, the Tigers showed Michael Lorenzen's uh, no hitter. Like they showed the highlight at the stadium at Comerica Park, like him getting a no hitter for the Phillies, oh, and we're like, gosh. congrats to former Tiger Michael Lorenzen. Get everybody, out. On, everybody was on Twitter, really, and like the scoreboard operator would be taken out in handcuffs if he did that in Baltimore. <laughs> <laughs> And, and By the look, way, I'm gonna put, I got to put my tinfoil hat on here, Brendan. If the Orioles opens aren't getting much uh, much watch these days, going leading into their games, what's the best way to get people to watch? Maybe suspend your broadcaster for no reason and then bring him back. And then suddenly it's like, oh, my gosh, everybody's like, I got to see this. And the rate the ratings go back up. Yeah, the they ratings had a night, go back up. Thankfully, thankfully for Kevin Brown and Masson and that whole crew, they did not lose that series finale to Houston. So they're going into this game with a little little juice. I'm, it's fascinating how they might open up this broadcast, but it's another good series for the Orioles. How would, how would you Houston. do it? If you, if you were Kevin Brown, Brendan, before we, before we get out of here, if you were Kevin, Kevin Brown, Brown, you just got gonna... suspended for something stupid and you, you're, you're coming on the open, but you want to still keep your job at Masson, how do, you, how do you open this? You just focus on the game and you explain how the Orioles were Phenomenal with their poise down the stretch, despite Jose Altuve owning you don't them. Don't mention it all. Series. Oh no, I can't say that. I can't say Altuve yeah. owned them in the series. That's just too. Right. So look forward to that. Kevin Brown reportedly back in the booth tonight for the Orioles TV broadcast. Anthony DeBundo and BJ Cunningham are in the action app always, and now they have got their baseball hats back on, not soccer. Uh, although they'll they'll still be soccer, but they're they're focused on baseball. So keep an eye on them in the app, especially if they want to fade Dallas Keuchel or somehow side with Dallas Keuchel. It's him or nothing. In Mm -hmm. the Minnesota Twins. Thank you all for tuning in. We return on Monday and uh, that'll do it for this Friday edition of Payoff Pitch. Action Network's MLB MLB betting podcast presented by BetMGM. You all have a fantastic weekend. Go find yourself a park bench if you are not feeling great about life and uh, talk to you Monday. Look at this crowd on its feet. What a tribute. No one wants to leave. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.